Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 744, recorded live on December 3rd, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who got dragged down my rabbit hole, Dave Pillay. Hey, hey. And the man who was asked why the postal code for Arizona was AZ, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh, I, okay, so in, in all honesty, I did not get dragged down your rabbit hole. I interjected and shouted into the rabbit hole and then, like, popped out. <laughs> and said, like, nope, not, not worth it. Not gonna, not gonna do it. So what's what's the answer to your rabbit hole? The rabbit hole question, as, as Andy said, like, why is Arizona AZ? And the actual rabbit hole, the nerd snipe, if you will, lining up the shot. Where did the two-letter abbreviations come from? Like, what was the first use of them? Well, it turns out there are multiple two-letter abbreviations out there for the United States. I don't doubt that. Because I'm thinking, like, early letters... Right? People are writing out these letters to send back from, like, the colonies. Like, are they really going to write out, like, Rhode Island? Well, it's fun fact is that um, um, the U.S. Coast Guard abbreviation for Michigan for the U.S. Coast Guard yeah. is MC. Okay. I Mississippi. Because MI is, is used, yeah. Is Mississippi, is MI. Kansas is K A, Hawaii is H A. Okay, yeah, is uh, I'm sure Oklahoma, but also the Coast Guard doesn't need to worry about that very much, do they? <laughs> no, Oklahoma's okay. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin is W S. The so, fuck, our our state code is W I. Why would you not make it the same thing? I that part I don't know. I haven't figured that. I haven't figured out why the Coast Guard has a different two letter code abbreviation for the, the states than the post office but it but turns like, out even even that like i find they're different but like why isn't wisconsin just wi in both of them i don't know so yes so there is the um there is the u.s government printing office abbreviations the ap uh-huh. has their own abbreviations the coast guard has the, the their AP, own abbrevi- like the associated press yes why does the associated press have its own abbreviations for u.s states I don't know. But South Dakota is S period D period rather That's than not just two characters. <laughs> I I know. I don't I don't get it. I just found it. Yep. The so yeah, so then the American National Standards Institute has their own standard code. And then there's also ISO three one six six. Hang on. Country codes. Oh, yes. count. Yeah, country codes. Okay. But, um, uh, ISO three one six six two is the principal subdivisions of all country codes. So for the United States, that would be the. Wait, well, I have to pay to access the ISO. Yes. It's it's dumb. Oh no! They have an online browsing platform. Oh okay. Yeah, there was uh, who was it talking to? Where somebody had like an open standard, but then it, like they had to actually pay to actually access the paperwork for the open standard, and it's like, well, it's not open if you have to pay for it. But yes, the U.S. has fifty states, one district, and six outlying areas, usually referred to as territories. That's what American Samoa, Guam. Um, Marshall Islands? Shoot, I don't know the other... Uh, uh, That is a... Marshall Islands are under a compact of free association. I don't know what that means. I don't know either, compact. Jeez, now I'm going down a freaking Wikipedia rabbit hole here. American Samoa, Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands, Federated States of Micronesia, Guam, Republic of the Marshall Islands, and the Republic of Palau. So that doesn't include... Puerto Rico. <laughs> no, because it's a commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Well, so is the Commonwealth of the Northern Mariana Islands. Okay, so that is an organized, unincorporated territory. Wow, this is... Uh, <clears throat> wow, yeah. So these insular areas are just even farther down the pipe here. Yeah. But yeah, no, Isaac was asking about that. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. And it turns out... Looking at the mm-hmm. uh, website for the historian of the Postal Service, 
the hmm. official two-letter abbreviations for all the states were because of zip codes. Hmm. Yeah. I, was, I, hmm. Okay. Because the addressing equipment at the mm -hmm. time could only accommodate 23 characters. Okay. So they needed to shorten the state names down to just two-letter abbreviations in order to make room for the new five-digit zip code. So I'm confused. I, well, the post How office, does five plus two turn into 23? Um, hold on. Where was that? Okay. Sorry. Uh, okay, so they said a max of 28 positions. 13 positions for the city, one for the space between city and state, uh, okay. two, for the, two for the state, two mm -hmm. spaces preferred between the state and the zip code, and then 10 positions for the zip code plus four. So that would be... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. 10 positions for the zip code plus four. Yeah. Your five-digit oh, zip code. Oh, okay. Five yeah, so they're including the four-digit external extra. Got it. Plus the hyphen. Yeah, yeah, plus the hyphen, yes. Okay, I thought they meant 10 for the zip code being the 5 hyphen 4 plus 4. They're like, what the fuck is the extra 4 for? No, no, no. You can't just say plus 4. Well, that's what they call it. They call it zip plus 4 code. But that's not what, what it said in the thing you were reading. It said the zip code plus 4, not the zip plus 4 code. Okay, so somebody needs to do a grammar check on their web page here. Yeah. That's right, U.S. Postal Service historians. <laughs> no, that was, that was, this is on another page. Oh, this is on something else. Okay. Yes. Well. Fantastic. Yep. So that was, that was our, uh, that was our rabbit hole. While, you know, as we're doing this, Isaac is doing a uh, geography quiz about the top 105 cities in the, uh, in the United By States. By population? I'm not exactly sure. Livability? Because it, ha I'm thinking market size, ish. Market size of what market, Andy? Well, the because Lansing was on there, which you know, okay, what Lansing is market one one twenty one twenty. Is this a list that you got him from like work? Or? No, no, this was the remember that satara app that i had talked reviewed about a while ago about you know taking flag quizzes no, and i don't remember that of course i don't remember that andy i don't remember what i reviewed last week or two weeks ago because we didn't record last week because we were in saying, person yeah last week at this time well i was driving back yeah um from one side of the state to the other yes and i was eating delicious mashed potatoes and oh turkey my gosh. And okay you're gonna hate me for this but so i probably not i um so i got the costco pumpkin pie right yeah because isaac likes the idea of pumpkin pie he isaac likes whipped cream yes so does megan and so does kate so surprisingly we ran out of ready whip uh-huh and um <clears throat> so we had actually we needed to get uh some more fruit for the kids today so we went to meyer and meyer was completely out of ready whip and i'm just sitting there going like oh like i've got i've got a uh, about a third of the the pumpkin pie left i'm like man i was really gonna really want some pumpkin pie but i gotta have whipped yeah. cream on it okay so i mean there's two options after the ready whip option but yes go on i'm curious where you went with this well i literally <laughs> opened up the fridge to grab my beverage and sitting in the fridge is the heavy whipping cream that we use for the mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a pint of heavy whipping cream sitting in my refrigerator and has been since Thanksgiving. So I so, could take stand mixer, hand whisk, heck the fricking KitchenAid, and I could have at any point homemade whipped cream. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You could even now hear me out on this tomorrow with Isaac say let's make some whipped cream and do a little science culinary learning of like here's how whipped cream is made here's what it starts as pull up the good eats episode I love the the guy at Meyer though when we asked him like hey is, is there any ready whip he's like oh we got cool whip up at the front and I'm just like no that that was going to be my other offer instead of making your own is like well there is cool whip yeah, but Cool Whip has coconut oil in it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. 
Andy's allergic to coconut. Because it was one of those things where, you know, I could tell just by the taste if it was Cool Whip or, you know. Ready Whip. Yes. Well, I mean, even people who are not allergic to coconut can taste that difference. Yeah, but it it just, it Cool Whip just doesn't taste right because mm-hmm. of that coconut oil in there. It's just like, ugh. Ugh. Also, because it's just bad. <laughs> yes, it's also just bad. But yes, there's, no. There's a whipped cream to purchase from from this grocery store. If you are not whipping your own, for the love of God, just get ready whip. <laughs> yes, it's the same thing of like when 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 Alton Brown started doing his kitchen videos at the beginning of the pandemic. And he was like, oh, my God, I can say the product name. I'm doing this as me, not as part of like a company. And he's like, Reynolds, buy Reynolds. It is the best aluminum foil. Don't waste your time with anything else. Buy Reynolds. Which I will add to that. The Reynolds nonstick aluminum foil. I don't know what black magic they're using for it, but oh, my God, it's amazing. I mean, probably Teflon. Just, no, you know, putting that out there. No, I, I don't think it is. I think it's some sort of food-soluble something another. Like voodoo black magic? I don't know what it is, but man, that thing is, it's like serious nonstick. And it's aluminum foil, and you're just like, how is this possible? I'm not going to ask questions, I'm just going to use it. Because, <laughs> man, I just, like, I, I can just shake the tater tots and the, the popcorn shrimp and, heck, even my freaking cheesy chicken that i get from domino's that thing will just slide right off but does all the cheese slide off too? yes yes it does all the cheese on there that i have just been like cooking in the thing there it just slides right off interesting what about eggs i i have not tried to cook an egg in my toaster oven so i can't tell you on that one i mean i feel like that's an experiment <laughs> that needs to happen Andy. yes now that you have brought it up i probably how, Andy, how what I need I, you to do would I would I put it on like a toast function? Or would I bake the egg? Bake it, definitely bake it. I've baked eggs before; they're delicious. Have you not baked eggs? No, I normally just pan fry my eggs. So, if you need to make eggs for a large group of people, say like six or more, and you want to make effectively fried eggs for like six plus people, you're not going to do that on the stovetop, right? Like, it's just, that's that's a bad idea. I'm waiting for you to confirm or deny. No, they uh, trying to do that many eggs on the, I, I can barely do four eggs. Right. On, so, on a skillet at one time. Take a muffin tin, spray it with a nonstick spray, crack an egg into each compartment, put that into the oven. If you want to go crazy, put a little cheese on it. Oh, you always put the cheese on the <clears throat> eggs. When do you not put cheese on the eggs? I don't put cheese on my eggs. What? Not when I'm frying my egg. Certainly not when I'm scrambling my egg. Well, that just seems wrong. That's fine. The thing that really seems wrong, you're going to... I don't know if you'll hate this or love this. Uh, I make what I've started affectionately calling breakfast eggs. I think I've talked about these before. It's scrambled eggs, but instead of salt and pepper, it's vanilla and sugar. (laughs) I don't know. My my breakfast eggs were, you know, three fried eggs with horseradish sauce and... And uh, cheese, apparently. Cheese uh, and Tabasco. I mean, don't get me wrong, that sounds incredible. Plus, that but, horseradish and the Tabasco really just kicks you in your face when you wake up. Yeah, yeah. But if you are the type of person who prefers dessert for breakfast... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mixing up your eggs, whisking the eggs, and then mixing in just like a teaspoon or two teaspoons of, of vanilla extract and a tablespoon of sugar before you throw it into the pan. It's really, really fucking good. Especially if you use some of that heavy whipping cream. See, my problem now is the fact that I don't actually eat breakfast really anymore. That would put a damper on making breakfast eggs. Yep. Yep. No, I, yeah. I'm being stared at by my dog. Because we're talking food, and he's like, where is mine? He's like, I hear the E word. <laughs> I'd love to eat those. Can I have those? Are where you are they? make them tonight? But yes, so. in case we glazed over that part of there, we did have a in-person Thanksgiving, which is why we didn't record last week, because we were literally in the same spot eating food which would would likely make it easier to record but we were eating food we could do a podcast episode of our version of uh scenes at an italian restaurant 
I've never seen that. Oh, I do a, not know what that it's, is. It's a, it's a Billy, is it Billy Joel? Billy Joel song? Nor do I have interest in doing that. <laughs> yep. So, should we hit topics? Um, oh, probably. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I want to bring up before then. There were like two things I wanted to talk to you about, and now they're both gone. Were they potatoes? Nerd sniped into oblivion with the question of where did the state codes come from? I will point out, uh, in case anyone somehow who listens to us hasn't subscribed to CGP Grey on YouTube, he did just put out a video about airport codes. Oh yeah, Isaac was um, was watching one of his videos because I'm, you know, he's watching things about maps and countries and things like that. And all of a sudden, I he- I hear that voice. I'm like, wait a second, I know that voice. <laughs> I know that one. Glance over. I'm like, oh, he's doing the countries inside countries video. Okay, the Vatican City. Yep, San Marino, Monaco. Mm-hmm. And then he goes bigger, like Portugal, and then you know. Well, because he, he moves up from countries that are inside countries to single neighbored nations. Yes, single land neighbor. Yep. But yeah, it was still, it's like, wait a second, I know that video. <laughs> I've watched that video easily twenty times on my own accord. It was, it was not a video that I was, you know, forced into watching. I would show it as an after break video. Ah. So we would we would watch some of those uh, CGP Grey videos when we came back from breaks in class. So when I say I've seen that video over 20 times, I'm not exaggerating. I've seen that video over 20 times. Yeah, yeah, that. So he's put out another one, all right? I'll have to add that to my watch later list. Yeah. Well, he's actually got two about airports now. He's got the uh, runway codes, like what are the big numbers on the runway? And he's got the uh, airport code. So like, why is Detroit DTW? I was actually just looking that up um, because Louisville is SDF, but they call it the Muhammad Ali Airport. And I'm just like, but those letters are not at all. Yeah. Turns out there are two organizations who maintain those standards. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm going to have to. I get to take a tour of Ford Field on Wednesday. Cool. Yeah. You have to drive all the way to Detroit for it. Well, the MAB um, conference used to be called BCBC, the Broadcaster Career Building Conference. Mm-hmm. It was the one that was pointed at high school and college kids for, you know, increasing. Joining broadcast engineering? Yes. Well, no, not even just the broadcasting industry. So okay. a lot of like career advancements and, hey, this is what the, you know, this is what we actually do. And, you know, there's more than just the one guy on the radio sort of stuff. And this is where the guy did one presentation. I don't even remember the guy's name. I'll have to look it up at some point. But he was the one who was like, look. There's a shortage of engineers. And so that conference literally kind of like steered me in the direction that I'm at now. And so I told the MAB, it's like, look, every year count me in on coming back to do whatever you, you know, panels or they do this speed networking section mm-hmm. where, you know, they get a bunch of us in the industry to sit down in a room and they have literally the kids have five minutes at each table to try and ask us as many questions as possible in that five minutes. And then they move to the next table. So what, it's what type of questions like about where you work and what you do that. And, you know, it's like, OK, you know, what what do I need to do to, you know, get myself seen and, you know, like, is this a good idea for me to go here? Do I need to stay in state? Do I, you know, should I move here? Should I go for this degree? What should I do? All these, you know, just random questions. One of them was somehow we got started talking about Instagram and something like our social media platforms or something like that. And then later she friends me on Instagram and now she's some crazy influencer down in Dallas. Nice. Just got back from her week-long trip to, uh, trip to Costa Rica. Ooh. Yes, which was paid for by the resort. So I'm part of my head's like, oh, well, shoot. <laughs> I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> I I can't fault you for deciding not to be <laughs> in yeah. TV anymore. Yeah. I just got back from a, a week long trip down to Costa Rica. You know, this you know, this this post sponsored by, you know, Hyatt. And I'm just like, oh, all right. <laughs> not gonna fault Don't you on that one at all. Anything. But yeah, so they're hosting it at, they're trying to do a a sports take on it. So they're having it at Ford Field. So yeah, Wednesday I'll have to get up early, drive to Ford Field, do the conference. 
And then there's also an engineering conference going on at the same time that I'll catch the back end for and then a tour of Ford Field and then head back home. Nice. So did that So did speaking that, of speaking of football, can we talk about college football for just a little bit? Sure. Cause last week Michigan played Ohio State and won by two, a lot. Two years in a row. In a uh what what seemed to be a fairly embarrassing situation for Ohio State. I mean like that end of that game was just oof. Well, However, Ohio State was getting desperate. Yep. However, However, USC and TCU. TCU lost as well? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. oh no. So, yeah, the number three and number four team lost their championship games. USC lost to Utah 47-24. to that's not a small point differential. No, and TCU lost to Kansas State 31 to 28, but that one was in overtime. Yeah. Michigan is currently up on the Boilermakers 28 to 16 with a quarter left in the game. Did you So, Georgia and Michigan are still going to be one and two. Yes. But does Ohio State get to move back up or does Alabama leapfrog? You know, yeah. And if Ohio moves up, where are they going to move to? Because their their position is going to determine, do they play Georgia in the semifinal or do they play Michigan in the semifinal? I don't know. I don't know either. But like, what is going on? I don't know. Did you see the, the, the highlights for the first touchdown in the Georgia LSU game? I did not. LSU drives down the field. Yeah. They get stopped on third and goal. So they're going to okay. field goal kick it. Yeah. Field oh, no. goal kick gets blocked. Yeah. You know, some of the Georgia players are celebrating. LSU just kind of dejected, walks off the field. The ball is still live. What? Why is the ball live? Because it was blocked, but nobody downed it. <gasps> no one downed it? No. So one of the Georgia guys picks oh, it no. up and runs it. No. 97 yards in for a touchdown. Oh, my God. You idiots. <laughs> yeah, no so one L- was LSU, like, oh, LSU, wait, yeah. They haven't- Oh, God, no. LSU, yeah, the field goal got blocked, and you can watch the LSU guys just kind of just turn and just start walking towards the sidelines, and you're like, this one guy from Georgia just kind of like is looking at the ball and then just picks it up and just runs. Like, uh, okay, I guess I'll just take this. <laughs> He's like looking around like the clock's still running, the refs are just standing there, and they're like, oh, shit, it's still like a live ball, isn't it? And then just take it and run. Yeah. So, oh. on, you know, on national stage, the LSU special teams. At this part, like if it were the beginning of the season, I could kind of understand that, yeah. right? Like your first mm-hmm. game, it's a bunch of new people. It's people who aren't, you know, like you aren't used to the lights, the, the glitz and the glamour. And, but like, this is the end of the season. How? I don't know. <clears throat> I just, I just don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of annoyed though, because Eastern was literally one, um, Eastern and Toledo had tied for the, the Mac West, mm-hmm. but the one game that, um, Eastern could have, Eastern was literally beating Toledo until like the very end of the last fourth quarter and it's, they lost. And it was like, that was that one game they had beat Toledo. Then they could have been playing for the Mac championship. Yep. God, so both TCU and USC lost. Yep. So yeah, the uh, the selection and, committee. It's going to be very interesting like, to see. They're going to they actually... have to let Ohio in, right? Like, or do championship games not count? <laughs> is that like, yeah, they got in, they're fine. I I don't know because this is it's going to be interesting. They also had to uh, they canceled a the bowl game this year too. Is it going to be Georgia, Michigan, Ohio, Alabama? And if so, like. Because the first round would likely be Georgia and Alabama versus Ohio and Michigan, which just seems like the weirdest <laughs> setup ever. So, all right, the SEC and the Big Ten are just going to have a second championship game the way it should have been in the first place. Yeah, no, this is, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm not, <laughs> I just don't see what the fuck is going on. <clears throat> Like I granted the the Big Ten championship game should have just been Michigan and Ohio. Yep, which would have been really funny if Michigan and Ohio played, and then Michigan and Ohio played again in the champion the Big Ten championship, 
And then they both ended up going to the national championship and played a third time. Okay. Anyway, we should talk about topics. Sorry. I'll stop going off on random shit. It's not like it's, you know, in our name or anything. Right, right, right. I got fiber, by the way. Finally. Speaking of random shit. I'm kind of jealous because I see, you know, I, I I see our neighborhood on their construction map for my fiber and they just. Uh, well, but like, how long have you been on the map? That part or I'm not sure. How long sure. has your neighborhood been on the map? Because what I found out from the tech was um, AT&T had planned on adding fiber into my neighborhood two years ago, but something happened in 2020 that <laughs> put them behind. I I can't imagine what that was or why that would be. Ooh, I can get internet 50. What the hell is internet 50? Uh, I can get up to 50 megabits per second with AT&T internet. Ah, 50 megabits per second, you say? <laughs> Hang on. I'm I'm loading up yeah, my speed test. Yeah, no, test. and I'm guessing it's going to be it's going to be high. Let's let's find out it's where it be is. It's triple digits. Oh, definitely triple. It, it was triple digits before on cable. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking at the numbers and they just keep going up. So 590 600. Yep, there we go. 610 615 620. Uh, it says 616. And that's the download. The upload is hanging around 550. Yeah. Yeah. Download 616, upload 525. What? Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like fiber. Damn. Yeah, we had gotten some f- new fiber up in, what was it, up in Holland? We had to get a new, we had to get a new Cisco router because the Cisco router could not handle the speed of the cable modem or the of the fiber modem we we like you literally just watch the cisco router stats just literally ping Mm. like we we can't give you any more bandwidth hit the the maximum yeah Yeah. so i've got the at&t fiber router slash wi-fi access point and i've just hardwired that into my orbi netgear wi-fi um so i didn't have to do anything like i literally just unplugged the old cable modem and plugged it into the new one and everything works and it works really well like oh my god so fast i don't think i've ever had an upload speed like what i have now this is an insanely high upload speed okay well now i'm very confused i'm looking at their map and this is the same company that I've got for work. And my work address is listed as future construction. But I know that's not right. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. I do have to say though, just I'm not I'm not really there were there were there have been more dropouts on T Mobile's home internet recently, but it's still still going strong, still fifty bucks a month, so I can't really complain too much. Oh, speaking of things randomly failing that normally don't, Falcon 9 rockets. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. that That's ominous. Did, did a Falcon 9 RUD? No. They, um, they canceled two launches. For what reason? They haven't stated yet. But they there have, have been two... Scrubbed two launches? They have scrubbed two launches in less than two weeks. That is uncommon. Yeah, especially since this is, what, launch number 60 or 61, 62, somewhere in, in a that? row? Yeah. This year? I mean, they, they haven't... When's the last time a Falcon, like, exploded? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. It was uh, years ago at this point, right? Like, they've been really successful. The, SpaceX has launched 54 missions so far this year, 53 with the Falcon 9 and one with a Falcon Heavy. Which is basically mm-hmm. just three Falcon Nines taped together. <laughs> Duct taped together. <laughs> that's, yes, that's I know a it's a little bit more assessment. complicated than that, but yes, no, they just took three of them and stuck them together and said, "Hey, let's try this. It should work, right?" Yeah, yeah, it totally works. Mm-hmm. No problem. So yeah, over the past two weeks, they had scrubbed two falcon 9 launches and they have not announced when those launches are happening again <clears throat> oh i mean you can't win them all no but it's it's kind of surprising see, 
where it's the, like, oh, yeah, like this. That, oh, they they have to scrub sometimes. They don't get to always fly off when they want to. Well, we'll see. There is a, another Falcon 9 scheduled for the 6th, and there's another one scheduled for the 7th. Both of them down in Florida. One of them is for OneWeb, and the other one is for Starlink. So we'll see what happens with both of those. Uh, other space news. Um, the uh, Starship had a static fire. Yep. 20, 20 seconds? No, 12 seconds. They were going to try and shoot for 20 seconds. <clears throat> At least that's what Elon had said. But uh, it was 11 of the 33 engines. I thought it was 13. I mean, your your information is probably better than mine, but I thought it was 13 of the engines. No, they, they earlier they did a 14-engine fire for just a couple of seconds. Okay. This and one then, was 11 engines for 12 seconds, making it the yeah. longest duration firing. So we'll see. At some point, at some point, they're going to have to turn on all 33 at one time, right? So here's the thing. There'd be so much thrust if they turned on all 33 for a static fire that, like, they'd crush the rocket against whatever is holding it in place. Probably, yeah. So are they going to static fire all 33, or maybe they'll, like, fire them in sets of 10 or 11? Well, you're going to have to, at some point, try the whole system in one go. It's like, yes, you could piecemeal test it, but at one at some point, you're going to have to make sure that you've got enough you pressure. You want to do that, the integration testing? Yeah. Yeah. But you're going yeah. to want to make sure your plumbing is good. You're going to want to make yep. sure they're, you know, that you have enough pressure to actually feed all the engines at the same time. And the only way to test that is by is running all the engines at the same at, time. At the same time, yes. Now, you won't have God, to burn them for so- long. You only have to burn them for a few seconds just, you know, just to make sure they all light and they all can, the fuel feeds to all of them correctly. Yep. That will only take a couple of seconds. So yes, it's, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be like, that's that's a big test. Yep. Oh, I hate Elon Musk right now, but goddamn SpaceX is still so, so cool. And the stuff they're doing is so awesome. And I'm still considering going down and seeing this rocket if if and when they get to launch it. Yeah. Because, like, the fuck, man, that is just, wow. At least you didn't go down for the SLS launch on <laughs> one of the first or second or third attempt. Third attempt, yeah. Where is, it's it's out by the moon right now, right? Uh, it should be in... Where's the uh, Artemis it, tracker? It should be past the moon and in the one of the moon orbits, I think. Yeah, where's where's that in tracker? One of link? the moon orbits. Andy, there is one moon. It has one orbit. Well, it's in one of the orbits around the moon. I'm not I don't know if it's a if it's a local orbit or if it's one of those weird orbits. One of those weird orbits. Yes. What is a weird orbit, Andy? Well, it's kind of like that orbit that the 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 Tesla Roadster is on, where it's technically <clears throat> on a Mars orbit, but not. Um, Tesla Roadster tracker. Okay, I mean, so, it's not orbiting Mars. No. It is in a, it's not even in a Mars orbit. Like, it's in an orbit around the sun. It has its own orbit. I'm looking at the picture right now. The Roadster has its own orbit. It crosses Mars's orbit in two points, and it is roughly tangential to Earth's orbit. Okay, so on Thursday, December 1st, is when the uh, lunar departure burn happened. So Two days ago. Yes. So it so, left the moon two days ago. It's on its way back. Yes, it should splash down in the Pacific Ocean, according to the timeline, on December 11th now. I love that we can be like, oh, it'll hit here. Yeah. Like, we know, we know where it's going. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, some of these photos that they've sent back are just nuts. Like, the, the photo of the the capsule and the moon and Earth. Mm-hmm. It's just, oof. Somebody at NASA was like, yeah, let's just, let's just point the camera over here and do this. So, okay, here's my question. All of the people who deny the moon landing... What's their take on this? Those people just don't exist. No, Andy, they exist. I know, I, they, I know they do exist, but I just I don't want to think about them because it just doesn't make any sense. I want to be like right. Buzz Aldrin and be able to punch them in the face. <laughs> but like, do they think that this is also faked? Probably. Like the whole, think- Their whole shtick is that the moon landing couldn't have happened. We didn't have the technology to do it. But of course, we had the technology to fake it. 
which is actually harder to do than landing there, mm-hmm. you know, but like, so, so what's their thing with this? Is this a, yep, we went or no, or I don't know. I just do not know. I don't even know where to look for them on the internet, nor do I want to go digging for them on the internet. So I'm just going to... Oh, I mean, you just go to YouTube and they're right there. Probably, yeah. Or just go to Twitter. Yeah. Well, Twitter (laughs) is its own set of issues right now. I... Did you see... This wasn't even on Twitter, but like you you mentioned Twitter, which went from Twitter to Musk to Trump to whatever... did you see today that Trump called for a dissolution of the Constitution? Termination of election rules in the Constitution. Yeah. Donald Trump has basically said the Constitution doesn't matter. I Okay, so let's make an actual democracy where California is not People equal to Wyoming vote. in the yeah, Senate. In in votes. Yeah. I I'm okay with that. Let's do that. That sounds good. Yeah, if, we, if we're going to redo the Constitution, let's just actually, you know, make the make, make land better. not so, okay. a factor. So here's, here's political talk. Ready? Ready for this? Okay. I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. My dad came up with a new alteration to the voting system, and I really like it. You still have districts, right? Okay. You still have, like, that doesn't change. And you still vote for a a party in your district, like the person running for the party. However, the number of districts are, what's the best way to say this? After the, after the votes are in, you take the percentage of votes the party gets. And that is the percentage of districts that their candidate wins, starting with the districts that had the highest percentage of that party's votes. So let's say in Michigan, you have the election and the Republicans get 44% of the vote. Now that's spread across all the different districts that's spread across everywhere. Republicans get 40% of 44% of the vote. Cool. They get 44% of their, or rather the, the better way is you take all the districts and you rank them by percentage of that district that voted for the the party, and the Republican, you take the first 44% of the districts. Those people won those districts. I get it. That's That's just a little wacky. It is, but what it means is you can gerrymander to your heart's content. You can gerrymander all you want. It doesn't matter. You're still going to get the same number of seats. Hmm. We figured we could call it something like the um, uh, like the management of American general something. Basically, if you take MAGA and make it into a different acronym and then call it the MAGA Act. So managed apportionment of the general assemblies and call it the MAGA Act. And then no Republican can vote against it because it's the MAGA Act. Are they going to say they're against MAGA? No, they're not. So that's uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, other news. Um. Okay. So Falcon, as I as I burn away more of our clock. <laughs> um. Their last space bit here. Yeah. A new satellite called Blue Walker Three, which mm-hmm. is about the size. Actually, there's actually two space notes here because this is one of those communication satellites. Yep. that are supposed to be able to talk to mobile phones directly. Which I'll get to the the other half of this there. Um, is this one of the like T-Mobile? No, this is this is one of their own guys because T-Mobile else. was going to okay. work with SpaceX. SpaceX. Yep, and Apple is working with somebody else. Um, but they AST Space Mobile mm-hmm. uh, launched this satellite, and it's sixty-five square meters in size. Mm-hmm. That's large. Yep, it is now <clears throat> um, within the top twenty brightest objects in the night sky now. We're about to make the night sky a whole lot more active, aren't we? So, you know, Starlink satellites, yes, are um, a problem. They're trying to fix it, but this thing is brighter than the Starlink satellites. This is supposedly an apparent visual magnitude of around one, which is... I I don't know what that means. uh, Somewhere between the 15th and 16th brightest stars in the night sky. 
at its brightest, right. it is with it. It almost cracks the top fifteen. And the, these companies planning on having one hundred and sixty-eight of these things. Yep. Out. Well, you have to, right? You want at least what two visible at all times. Yep. Probably more. Well, GPS, you need at least three visible. I do believe. GPS, you need three, but that's because you're trying to triangulation. Yeah. Triangulate yourself on a three-dimensional space. <clears throat> So yeah, so this is not going to be part of a mega constellation. It's not, you know, Starlink wants 3,000 of these, you know, Starlink mm-hmm. satellites, but this one's just 168, but this thing is so close and so big. Yeah. I wonder if it gets brighter over cities because there's more light to reflect off of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah. And then so your, your other space news? Um, So we talked about how, you know, SpaceX and T-Mobile had their announcement to try and basically head off Apple announcing their emergency SOS via satellite announcement, right? For the iPhone 14? Sure. So, okay. So iPhone 14 is out. It's live. Uh-huh. They uh-huh. already have an emergency uh-huh. SOS satellite option and somebody used it. Oh, was it successful? Yes. December 1st, Alaska State Troopers received an alert that a man traveling by snow machine out in the middle of frickin' nowhere up in Alaska became stranded. Didn't have cell phone service at the time, so he used the emergency SOS via satellite feature. And Apple's emergency response center worked with the search and rescue teams and basically gave him his exact GPS coordinates that were relayed to them from his phone. Via the satellite? Yeah. Cool. I mean... Yay! Like, yeah, it did what it was supposed to do. Huzzah! Yeah. Well, this was funny though because they had said Apple said that it might not work in places above sixty-two degrees latitude right now because they don't have the full satellite coverage. But he was actually close to that sixty-nine is, degrees latitude. Yeah, I was gonna say like Alaska is very high up there in latitude. Yeah, so like sixty, God, sixty—that is very steep. Um, well, cool. Good for them. Yeah. So the troopers said that they were impressed with the accuracy and completeness of the information included in the initial alert. (laughs) I would hope so. So they they knew who it was. They knew he was by himself. They knew his GPS coordinates and they knew, you know, no medical problems were needed at the time, but they knew he was stranded. So they knew, they literally knew. knew, They knew how to get to him. Yeah. Or at least could start coordinating how to get to him. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. So that that was a lot. Yeah, so, you know, Apple put this out and we're like, see, this thing freaking works. It works. It works. Huzzah. Somebody um, tried it out. Somebody actually hit the button. Somebody actually hit the button. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking through our topics, Andy. Yes. And I see one that makes me nervous because there's a government that's trying to legislate video games. In yes. particular, an Australian bill was introduced to help regulate loot box games. Yes. This is, according to the uh, Australian news, this is actually bipartisan. It's got bipartisan support down in Australia. Of course it does. Um, so That's the, the Labor and the Liberals. Yeah, Liberal the National Party yeah. and what's the other party down there? I Okay, so the bill seeks to amend the classification rules, so any game with loot boxes receives an R18+, plus, which is the, the like, adults-only video game rating. Yes. Um, uh, I hate looking through legal friggin' documents. All second reading, private introductory speech. I don't want the speeches. I want the friggin' bill. Where is the bill? Text of bill. First reading, text of bill is introduced into Parliament. Do they have to read the bill to Parliament? Yeah, they do the same thing here in the U.S. They do not. I thought they have to read, do do they just read part of the bill? They don't read any of the bill. Andy, the budget is like 5,000 pages. Do you think they sit there and read it? No, that probably wouldn't make sense, would it? No! Schedules, short title commencement. This act is the Classifications, Publications, Film, and Computer Games Act of 1995, Amendment for Loot Boxes. Each provision of this act specified in column one of the table commences or is taken to commence in accordance with column two of the table, 
Any statement in column two has effect according to its terms. The whole of this act, the day after this act receives the royal assent. Okay, a computer okay, game that, that contains a loot box must be classified as R18 plus or RC. A warning that a computer game contains loot boxes is taken to is taken to be consumer advice de, de, uh, determined by board under section 20 for any computer game that contains a loot box. In the section, loot box means a feature of a computer game where digital containers of randomized virtual items can be obtained for consideration. Okay, so it does not differentiate between loot boxes as random. It has no nothing in there about the, the status of information of the loot box. Nope. Because remember, there was the, the one game where they, they flipped it. Yeah, where you could actually said, see what was in it. Yeah. You can see what's in it, and if you want to buy it, cool, you can buy it, and then we'll show you the next one, or you can wait. And it'll change every day. Both of those, it sounds like both of those would be considered loot boxes according to this bill. Yes. This is a friggin' weird website that I do not know. Where did you find the bill? On the Parliamentary of Australia website. It's the first yeah, link I'm, in the story. I'm on that website. Yes. I'm on the bill. Classification Amendment Bill 2022. Yeah, so I'm at, I did the first reading, right? And then Schedule yeah. 1 dash amendments. First reading, if I go to that again, Schedule 1 dash amendments. Oh, there it is. I had to click on that. Wait, but where where is... Okay, sure. After Section 9A insert, warning must be in this loot box means a feature of a computer game where digital containers of randomized virtual items can be obtained for consideration. Interesting. I'm... When they say for consideration, I would need that to be clarified. Like, okay, under this definition, here I go. I've got the I've got the explanation. Yeah, please. Of ex explana explanatory memorandum. So here's here's your memo there. Okay, under this definition, the classification and consumer advice provisions only apply to loot boxes, which require actual consideration to be paid to procure access to the feature rather than capturing free or bonus features which don't require real currency to be paid. Okay. This includes circumstances where virtual currency has been purchased using real money, which is then used to buy the loot boxes. It is intended this definition is wide enough to capture features with a randomized reward function even when strictly not a box, mm -hmm. for example, a virtual prize wheel. Nice. Very nice. The boxes are features you just say for virtual box, create prize wheel or similar mechanism to contain a prize or item which may or may not benefit the player, which may contain a particular character, additional playtime, or access to levels and game maps. Interesting. Man, they are they are far reaching on this one. Mm-hmm. But it's only when it's for money or for in-game currency that you can exchange money to get. Yes. Interesting. Conclusion, this bill is compatible with human rights because to this extent it may limit human rights. Those limitations are reasonable, necessary, and proportionate. Wow, that's... I like that. They're, they are required to have a statement of compatibility with human rights. Go Australia. Just don't ask them about their indigenous people. Yeah, it's, well, so there's at least a movement to have Australia Day renamed to be like Indigenous Peoples Day. Oh, good. Ooh, ooh, I do like this in the bill. Financial impact. The bill will have no financial impact. Well, not on the country. <laughs> it would have financial impact on a number of companies. Commencement clause provides for commencement of the act. Ah. I mean, I'm not against. I mean, they're not saying it's outlawed. They're saying that it makes a game rated R18+. plus. Yes. It's not the end of the world. No, it's just a pain in the butt to get if you're not, you know, over 18. Which is fine. But, yeah. like, how's that going to hit mobile games? That's an excellent question. I could, I could, I could see the ESRB picking up something like this and saying, like, hey, like, this game contains loot boxes. I never noticed the 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 crest of the Parliament of Australia is a kangaroo and an emu. Is it? Right, hold on. Let me see. Go back to APH.gov.au. Yep, yep, it it's a friggin' kangaroo 
and an emu, and I love it. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I have a feeling we're probably getting we're we're already time. we're already o- over. So whenever we okay, wanna... we, yeah, sure. You want to wrap up? Anything else you want to hit on? Nope, I have no problem wrapping up because I this okay. random topic I feel like is going to be. Yeah, probably. Shit, I haven't even been thinking about it. Right, so before the random topic is the random review. You want the random topic? Oh, God. Okay, yep, random review. Can we, have we ever moved a random topic to the next episode? (laughs) No. So, my random review. Yeah. Game I picked up. uh, Technically, it's free, but I'm going to say you're going to want to pay the couple of bucks. supported. Yep. Because, so it's... It's, uh, it's, you get a you get a grid of numbers. Yep. Yeah. And you're supposed to find pairs of numbers that are next to each other. So like two okay. sixes next to each other, or two yep. eights, or whatever. These are all numbers one through nine. Or you're yep. supposed to find sums of ten next to each other. So like seven okay. and three, six and four, eight and two, stuff like that. Yep. And your goal is to try and clear the numbers. Okay. So you you're doing the matches, and then once spaces open up, you can jump over the empty spaces. So if, oh. you, if you had like a if you had like a five four four five, you match those two fours. Now it's five empty space empty space five. Now you can match those two fives. Yeah. So your goal is just to to clear the grid. They have a, an endless mode where you just keep playing and playing and playing to see what kind of high score you get. They have like daily challenges where you're just supposed to, you know, score X number of points. Um, I say pay for the ad, pay for the, like the ad free version, because if you don't, in order to get hints, you have to watch an ad or, mm-hmm. you, you know, you will get coins and then you can use those coins to, you know, buy more hints. But if you just pay the thing there, it it takes the stress out of the game because you're not sitting there staring at this grid of numbers all over there trying to figure out going okay is this am i missing anything so you know you know i'm not staring intently on it and like man i don't want to use a hint because hints are a precious resource as soon as you paid for the ad free version hints are just like candy be like oh am i missing something i hit the hint button it's like oh i missed that lineup right there now the hints don't sometimes give you the optimal hint like they don't they give, you give you a, a, hint. a hint. Yes. So sometimes I'll do a thing there and, and I, you know, I'll use the hint and be like, Oh shoot. <clears throat> I didn't want to do that because I could have done a diagonal match before. Cause once you clear out a row, everything below that row jumps up one. Mm-hmm. So the, the grid kind of moves. So Which sometimes changes what's diagonal. Yep. Okay. And so this is, it's, it's a fun little thing there. And, um, like I said, once I paid for the, to get the ad free version, it's, it's, it's almost relaxing where it's just, you know, I look at it and then I can just go, Oh, you know, I'll do this for a little bit. They have little short daily challenges right now. They've got a wintertime event where after you solve X number of grids, you've got these little postcard pictures of right now, wintertime scenes. So it's, it's fun. It was a couple of bucks and it, you know, keeps you active. Yeah. It's, it's sort of Sudoku like, but not really, if that makes sense. I mean, it's, yeah, it, there's an element of it in, in like, it's thinking about numbers and patterns of numbers. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's like a Sudoku and a match three game sort of yeah. c- combined. So I like it. Kate's already been sucked into it as well. So nice. We, we both enjoy it. So there you go. Number match Number available on Android and match. iOS. So, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. This one actually comes from Jamie, which, side note, today is Jamie's birthday, so... Happy birthday, Jamie! Yes, happy birthday. You are not listening to this on your birthday, but just know that, you know... What we were thinking about you. Yes. So, his question was, what home video game system was the biggest game changer and why? I mean, the like immediate response is probably the Atari 2600. I was going to go with the NES. I, the NES is my second. Like the the foundational ones, the early ones, the the Atari 2600 defined the industry and set the standards for what to expect and for what it it should do. The NES revitalized the yes, <laughs> yeah. They 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 the saw industry. what the Atari did wrong, right, and fixed it. Now, 
is that necessarily true internationally? Because like Nintendo had the Famicom, the the industry didn't collapse outside of the United States. It collapsed in the United States. What video? Okay, outside of the Famicom, what was there internationally? I don't know. At that I time, studied that part of history. At that time, the video game industry was basically the U.S. industry, and then Nintendo came out when going, "Oh, I can do this better." The NES gave us the D-pad. Were they the first ones to do that? I think they were the first ones. Are you sure? Hold on, D-pad. Or was this a, like, Apple and the mouse situation? Uh, Precursor to the standard D-pad on a video game console was used by Intellivision. Uh, Nintendo's known cross-design was developed for the Donkey Kong handheld game. 1982. Okay, so Intellivision had something sort of like it in 1980. So, granted, all major video game consoles since the Nintendo have had the D-pad of some mm-hmm. shape until the switch. Cause of course I mean, the, the switch sort of has it like, yeah, at, at that point you just have the four buttons, <clears throat> but yeah, no, the, I, it could be granted. You could talk about, you know, okay, each. So, so what let's, let's, let's set the side of which one was the most important. Let's set that aside for a sec. What were the important ones? The 2600, 2600 Nintendo, the Nintendo entertainment system. And it's a specifically video game consoles, right? Yes. So like the Apple IIe, that's not a thing. That's not yeah. a, a video game console. No. So Super Nintendo, meh. N64 was interesting, but like at the same time, Sony was breaking, it was doing 3D stuff as well. Yeah, the PlayStation is 3D. But, but then granted... Like that the, was already coming. Yeah. The PS2... Like that that for was a just, natural evolution. Yeah, the PS2, just for its longevity and massive game library but it it didn't do anything it just was at the right time xbox 360 and xbox live that was a bit of a game changer the ability to just hop in to any game for online but that's not the console right that was that was the service that came with the console sure just like mario came with the nes right to, okay, so for me, the big ones, yeah, the Atari, the Nintendo, the PlayStation 2, Xbox what, 360. What about the PlayStation 2 that made it, why do you think that was an important one? It, it was just such, it, it was just such a juggernaut at the time. But that's, so because it sold a lot? Well, it just, it, it, there were so many options to play on the PS2. I just, for me, it was the game library is what it was. But the console didn't have the game library. No, yes, the game library. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll I'll pull the PS2 out. I don't think you can, yeah, I don't think you can say the console was important because of the library of games that came out for it. Because that would have just been because it was around for 13 years. Right, like it just had a huge library because that's the console that was out there. Um, So the, the Atari 2600, the NES, the Wii. I think the next important console was the Wii. Well, maybe the Sega Master System? It was important in that it was an actual competitor to Nintendo. But I don't think the console itself was that that important. Like, Sega did some pretty impressive stuff and some very important stuff, but not the console. Was there an yeah, Xbox I, Live before the 360 or no? Wasn't there with the Xbox or Xbox Live? Maybe Xbox Live was something they developed with the 360. An updated again, version of the service, originally it, known as the Xbox Next Network, was became but it available wasn't for part the, of the console. Was available for the Xbox 360 console at the system's launch. So yeah, I feel but, like that was that was the the ability for it to connect. But that wasn't. Like, that's not something that was intrinsic to the console. The PlayStation 2 could connect to MMOs. Yes, but it wasn't as... Believe me, I I connected my PS2 but, to right. multiple... But, but the platform, Andy, the platform of Xbox Live. Yes, I agree. The platform of Xbox Live was important, was game-changing, right? Immediately, Sony had to come up with something that, that mimicked that. Sony's got it, Nintendo's got it, Microsoft has Xbox, but like, but that wasn't part of the console. That was a service that was launched alongside the console. I agree with you that it's important. I disagree that it is something that makes the Xbox 360 an important console. 
by the time of the Xbox 360, all titles were required to at least have a limited form of Xbox Live awareness. That's fine. Yes. Okay. Sure. It's not inherent of the actual box. Right. I think the Wii is the next one that I would say was transformative. Yes, that one. Oh, yeah. Because you could see Nintendo and Sega going, okay, we need something. And then you get the Kinect and Sega. You mean Sega's. Microsoft and Sony? <laughs> Andy, you doing okay over there, bud? It's 12.05 in the morning. Yep. Yep. Yes, it is. You said with the Wii that Nintendo and Sega looked at it and said, oh, God, we need to do something. Well, Sega was out of it by that point. The Dreamcast had already failed. And Nintendo was the Wii. Yes. No, Sony and, and Microsoft, Microsoft were saying shit, 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 yes. shit, 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 shit. And then shit. came out with the Kinect. Yeah. I would and- love to say that the Dreamcast was transformative. And it might have been even though it was a failure. I'd have to dig into that a little more. The Dreamcast may have been up I, there. I owned a Dreamcast. Yep. And but, it did not well, so feel... So if, if you want to talk about like online services as being part of the platform, like the Dreamcast had that. Yeah. It came with a dial-up modem. Yep. But that, that predates Xbox 360. Yes. Uh, having a controller that does more than just be the controller, right? The Dreamcast did that. Yes, it did. In theory, there were <laughs> limited number of games that dealt with that. Right, but and and I'm not saying it is the most important, but it's I think it it it's worth a mention. The Dreamcast felt like somebody doing a lot of prototyping and then just smashing a bunch of prototyping stuff together and going, "Here you go." It, just, it didn't work. Look at all this new stuff that we could do, and here's this box that Excuse we can do me. it on, and it just yeah. But I think... I think Mo still has my Dreamcast, too. I gotta keep tabs on that yeah. thing. <laughs> I, I I think the 2600, the NES, the Wii were all very important to the industry and transformative in the industry. What was, what was the text of the original question? What home video game system was the biggest game changer and why? And why? What home video game system was the biggest game changer and why? If if you're talking yeah. about a game changer, then in my head, as soon as you said game changer in my head, I thought of the Wii. Yeah. Because that one I mean, came out of the blue. It was named Revolution. Yeah. Like, it was, it was designed to be the game changer. So the Wii is definitely in there. The NES, just because it, it revitalized the industry, and the 2600, because it started the industry. I'd say pick one of those three. Yeah, no, I, I, I will agree with those three right there. I would be curious to know what other like game designers and game journalists have to say about that question. Well, I'm also kind of curious to see what Jamie might actually have to say on this because he's 10 years older than I was. So he was around for yeah. the 2600 when it was still new. new. He, was, he was pretty young for that, though. Like he was around, but he was pretty young for that. I yes, um, but I st- there are stories of Eric and Jamie getting the twenty six hundred for Christmas, mm-hmm. and it's like you know that that was like me getting the Super Nintendo for Christmas, actually from yeah. Jamie. But you know, <laughs> um, I will add a note that I would have added the Commodore sixty four, but it's not a game console. No, it's a computer. You can play a lot of games on it. They oh, made a shit ton of games for it. It is not a game console. It was a general purpose computer. Oh, um, home video game system. It does not say console. Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Have to add Game Boy to that list because it does not say console. It says home video game system. And the Game Boy is indeed a video game system. I would dance on the head of a pin about whether or not it's a console, but it is definitely a system. And it, it also was a game changer. The idea of taking games mobile. And like the Game Boy was not a small system. No. It, it was it was powerful. It was surprisingly powerful for what it was. Yes. Yeah, no, that OG Game Boy was was big. It but... was big and it, like it had some pretty serious processing behind it. Yes. The graphics were awful. It did not have a good graphics processor. It didn't have a graphics processor. <laughs> 
to my knowledge. I'd actually have to double check that. But like, well, then, then you know, talk about the Game Gear. That one was. You look but, at the Game Boy, and you look at the Game. But gear, I don't like, know Whoa. that the Game Gear was that transformative. It was a derivative of the Game Boy. Yes. It improved on a number of things from the Game Boy, but it, it wasn't a game changer. And then you could prop, you could go a direct line from the Game Boy and the Wii to the Switch, pretty much. Yep. Which hasn't seemed to be a game changer yet. Like the PS5 and the Xbox One X. X1, I don't know what the hell they're called at this point. Like, they're just kind of keeping on, keeping on. Well, because the latest game changer was the iPhone. The iPhone and the App Store. That was your game changer. Sure. For for your home. Maybe. If if you're talking, if you're saying the Game Boy is a home video game system, I will tell you then that the iPhone... You think the iPhone is a home video game system? Yes. I think that the iPhone is similar to the Commodore in that there are games for it. It is not a game system. Okay, but that that was... Yes, that, that games was... on the phone is a pretty big game changer. Yes. The biggest game changer? Again, not sure. But very curious to hear what Jamie has to say about it and what like other industry specialists would have to say. I'm actually really curious. I kind of want to go post this and just see what responses it can generate. Yeah, I was I, think I was thinking really of posting this on Facebook too. Just going. Yeah. Huh. There's some pretty big discussions that could come up from this. Yeah. But it is 12:15 your time, 11:15 my time. It is it is time. Yes. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.